Welcome back, listener. Once again, I am DM Neil, aka Joe Maniac, and we're going to do our conclusion interview like we do with every other GM showcase. And remember, in these interviews, we'll be taking a look back at the games that we have just played in, taking a deeper look into some of the game systems and the homebrew worlds that we had the opportunity to enjoy, as well as talking about some post-game thoughts and having some time for GM advice. And I am here again with GM Andrew. And again, Andrew, we just want to thank you, which is kind of weird to thank you from the Block Party Podcast Network because you're a part of it. So it's like thanking ourselves. I don't know how that works. You just need a mirror to thank yourself. It's not hard. I'll show you later. Perfect. It's just as weird as when you interviewed me. (laughs) So we got a few of the post-game questions for you. The number one question that I have is kind of, how did you go about building the customized pieces that you added to Fade Accelerated for this game? Well, the two pieces that we created for this game was uh, the hijinks and the making it worse situation. Essentially, hijinks is the ability to fundamentally change the universe around you. It comes from the idea that the less seriously that you take a situation, the less serious the situation actually is. And this is a core component to the Terrible Adventurer's world because it's what allows them to survive. The heroic person is the one who gets devoured by the monster, but the non-heroic one gets to survive by making a crack or even actually just throwing himself into the monster's mouth thinking it's a great idea. Which is, it was so much fun because it's also, yeah, it's just so much fun. I, like, I don't know how to describe it in a more eloquent way. I will attempt to, but you're know, just knowing that not taking it serious will eventually get you to get into this loop of not taking it seriously enough, but then having the ability to get through it regardless of that fact. And then just like feeding into that and being so much better of a story and so much more comical, which I feel like we did it as a collective group. We did pretty mm-hmm. good about falling into hijinks very early in this process. That's the second part, really. So the mechanic is it, it, it represents, you know, how these characters are still alive, but it also encourages the characters to get involved with the actual comedy of the story itself. A lot of times, comedy games can kind of fall flat because not everyone knows how to how to participate in being funny. But putting yourself in poor situations is never not funny when you're an adventurer. And so by having a mechanic encouraging players to play their worst character traits or just running into things heedlessly, it actually can create much like a much more of a group effort at comedy rather than it just being on the, the GMs. I assume you've played this setting with other people before. Actually, no. This was our maiden voyage. This uh, I had been kicking this idea around for a while, and when Mitch asked me about, like, hey, do you want to run a game? And I thought, you know what? Let's try it in this world, because I have had this idea of the hijinks mechanic for a very long time, and it was really exciting to see it come to life. Well, that is awesome, because then that means you certainly had me fooled. That I, oh, no I just way. assumed you had played this several times before. Like, it just flowed so well and worked. Yeah, it just worked so well. Sorry, I'm kind of tripping out that this was not the first that this was the first time that you had employed these these hijinks if you will (laughs) the other question you had and you had kind of alluded to it at the end of your the last answer is that comedy games are difficult sometimes because you know it it takes both sides really to make it work well and but i think a thing that really set the tone is both the hijinks and the game philosophy that you had written down in our character creation 
section. Could you speak to that game philosophy a little bit for those that are interested in making more of a comedy-based game? Well, the philosophy behind character creation was focusing in on I am statements to build your character, and your flaws and your shortcomings are built into that automatically. And so rather than just simply creating a straight-laced series of characters and trying to put them into funny situations, the idea was we would create a collective story by everyone saying, these are the things that are wrong with me, and that's what makes it funny. That way, when we're all sitting at the table, we can all agree that these things that limit us are what's going to make the story funny as it progresses. A lot of times, a comedy game can fall flat because they try to take the system seriously, and they try to be funny in the game. I think that in order for the game to be truly comedic, the system has to have some level of levity to it. Unless that comedy is based on cruelty. <laughs> <laughs> which which it happens. But no, that's a really good point is that if you're so beholden to the rules and the structure, then it's going to be difficult to forcefully inject comedy in there sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yes, like you said. So my I am statement for when I created my character Fence, the wizard, was I am a failed wizard, skilled at, wriggling out of just about any kind of rope, who's really good at surviving serious injuries, but constantly sabotaged by thinking I am wildly more successful at magic than I really am, and my fear of otters, which is known as lutrophobia, which I brought to the table myself. <laughs> Yes. And once you see that sentence, that essentially defines where the comedy is going to be going for this character. As we could see back when he's making all of these decisions that just cast spells with the utmost confidence that he's good at what he does, yet terrible at all of it. It makes it far more funny. And as a GM, it lets me see what I'm going to be able to work with because I know that he's going to be casting magic and I have to be thinking ahead of time of ways I can sabotage his attempts to do magic. Or if he likes, he can choose to sabotage himself. Yeah. And then the flip side for me was, you know, regardless of the outcome, I knew I was going to be confident in that outcome as bad as yes. it was, no matter what is that I was confident that that was the thing that I wanted. No matter, no matter what turned out from my brain, your brain or the collective group was, this is exactly what I intended. So the other question I have for you is, what was your favorite moment from the game? Uh, hands down, my favorite moment was when your character threw dirt on everyone's faces and told them that they were now looking like ogres. Yes. And oh, they go over and they start talking to the ogres and the ogres are getting really offended because they think they're being mocked. And then they just all end up surrounding, I believe it was you... And they just start savagely beating you. Yes. But luckily for me, I have the ability to survive serious injuries. Yes. That was hands down the funniest thing I've ever seen in a game. And, the, and my confidence level, all time high. Yes. And see, that's where the collectivism comes into the comedy, is that everyone knows that they were not turned into ogres. But the, everyone is willing to tell this story together of thinking, oh, hey, you know what? He's a wizard and he knows what he's doing. So we're going to go into this clearly bad situation. You know, there's no metagame thinking about how can we win? Because winning in this situation is everyone having a good time and laughing at the situation. Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. It was such a great game. Yes. So 
the next thing to do, of course, is to plug yourself. I mean, not that the whole thing wasn't a plug for yourself, but definitely some direct plugging. Yes. If you enjoyed the comedic stylings of the Maze Weaver himself, we actually have a full episode involved with him in our first season of We're So Bad at Adventuring. You can find out more by going to www.terribleadventurers.com for all sorts of wacky hijinks and exciting adventures starring a terrible wizard and a very impulsive guard. Yes, definitely go check those out. So then the other thing is, do you have any words of advice to other GMs? I know we've talked about comedic games more specifically, but this is a place for anything that you would want to share. Really good comedy always comes from a sense of shortcoming and the ability to laugh at it on some way. Comedy is built around the idea of imperfection more than anything. So when you're creating a story and you want it to be funny, don't shy away from imperfection. Instead, embrace that. Because when we have the ability to laugh at our shortcomings, we have the ability to tell great stories that way. Perfect. With that, Andrew, I just want to thank you again for running this amazing game and kind of giving us a look into the world of Valoria. And so with that, we're going to go ahead and sign off. But if you liked what you heard today, head on over to iTunes where you can leave us a five-star review. And if you ever wanted to get a hold of us, you can always do so at thegmshowcase at gmail.com. Or if you want to follow us and get all our updates, you can head over to Twitter and follow us at gm underscore showcase. That's GM Showcase. And of course, you can head over to our Patreon, which is linked in the show notes. And for everything else on the network, head over to blockpartypodcastnetwork.com where you can check out other great shows like the Dungeon Master's Block or even... We are so bad at adventuring. Thanks, blockheads. Good night. Good luck. Good luck.